this universe, we look at a lot of things like failure is not such a bad thing. You're not failing, you maybe you're not trying hard enough. Welcome to Ending Pending. I'm your host, Andy. I am Calamari, and I'm Evan. I'm Consequence Free Day, also known as being a white man, and I'm Ronnie. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, shit. that's true. Uh, after that truth bomb, Ending Pending is a podcast where we discuss television shows which have only lasted for a single season. We are currently covering... CBS is powerless. NBC, but you 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 nailed it every other week. So so three out of four ain't bad. Uh, NBC's powerless. <laughs> Swap that back in. Just cut paste that right back yep, in, Ronnie. Let's keep talking about but, it because that makes it easy to do. But before we get into that, shit. Before we get into that, I have a bit for us. Oh goodness gracious! What's that bit? So, in my defense of, of this <laughs> That's a good start. <laughs> in my defense, I worked really hard, and I thought of a really good one, and I was like, that's so fucking funny. Ronnie and Evan are gonna, are gonna do so good, and they're gonna say, I did so good, and then I came home, and I listened to Resistance, Resistance Reborn on Audible. Yo, Audible, give us money. And then I fell asleep, and then I woke up, and then I watched Talking Powerless for an hour, and I don't remember what the bit was. Oh, good. Oh, good. That's, yeah. So well, anyway, here we are. So, so here we are in the bit. It's good sometimes. We're in the bit. It's we are in sometimes. the bit. It's currently without a bit. But you know what? As I sit here and contemplate my life choices that have brought me to this place. Uh, how about we do a bit about what you would do if you knew there were no consequences and that Superman was going to reverse time? Ooh. Oh. oh, this is very philosophical. Yeah. You know, is, uh, you know, if, if no one was, if, if, if no one was watching, if God couldn't see you, you know, what would you do? I learned a yeah. lot about this in my, in my class where we Just, primarily studied the pre-Socratics. God already mm. can't see me because I killed him. But he has personally murdered. I've, I've murdered God. Yeah. But continuing on with the bit, what would you do if there were no consequences for a day? Hmm. I don't like. I don't know. Like, I mean, I wouldn't want to hurt anybody. There's a few people I'd hurt. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. If it, I mean, it's only one day. I don't think that's enough to like accomplish all that much and also we're, time's gonna go we're, back we're pretty close to dc that's true but ag- again whatever you do gets erased i'm not gonna say more than that because yeah. i know that <laughs> we're, an, listening. we're an hour from uh where a certain man lives only sometimes a certain, honestly a certain man yeah mar lago is a lot farther away yeah we've said too much <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm sorry, Alien Blue. Winter Light's gonna get shut down oh, now. No. Um, um, they have a podcast no, about communism again. on this on this <laughs> network. I think I think they're uh, I think they're good. Uh, uh, anyway, yeah. Anyway, again, it wouldn't that wouldn't be worth it because it doesn't. It would be a lot of work, and it doesn't matter because time gets reversed after the one day. That's true. So, and you also. 
I don't know if you have memories of your day or not. It seems like you may have shadow memories based on the the, the, episode, yeah. the world building of the episode, but um, I would probably just buy very expensive food. Mm. Like we, you know, that uh, really expensive restaurant, uh, Volt in yes, Frederick. I do. Let's just go there and buy everything they have and eat it all. Mm-hmm. Like that, honestly, it, the of the things I could accomplish in a day with the money I currently have, um, that might be the best thing that I could spend a day doing. Just go somewhere and treat myself to hedonistic food pleasure for an entire day. What about you, Ronnie? I mean, my gut reaction is just like, I just hate clothes. And I would just probably become a nudist and just like walk around my town naked. Um, but much like in the episode we're going to cover, I feel like that would have a short life. And then I would just be in jail for the rest of my consequence day. Um, yeah. and also I, you know, that, that I don't want to offend people with my naked body. Uh, not, not offend their like sensibilities, but uh, literally like offend their, their senses with, with this, this form. Um, I guess food is a good place to go. Um, short of that, I guess. I don't know. See, like, I feel like people who are like, I have so many things to do, just want to commit crimes that are like real problematic. I don't want to. Yeah, there's yeah. really there's not any crimes that I want to no. commit. At least not none that I'm capable of committing. Like, if I could wipe out everyone's student loans, I would do that. But I don't think I'm. And time will reset. Yeah, and time will reset. Right. So, and like, I'm not a hacker. I'm not capable of doing that. If I knew so. the day was coming and could plan a heist, like that'd be one thing. But yeah. again, time's gonna reset. I guess getting shot, but that's not great either. People get shot Jesus. all the time. That would like your whole day would be ruined. Yeah. Why would you want to get I'm shot? I'm not good at this. I'm 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 very good in this world of rules and consequences. I I I I, I thrive here. We take it away, I and I just don't know what to do. I'm, I'm naked in a jail cell with bullet wounds. I just I did, I did such a bad job. <laughs> Uh, Wowza! I let my cats. I let my cats eat whatever they want to. I thought you you were gonna say I would let my cats eat me <laughs> because what? you know that would make them so happy. That's what? all they want. No, that's no. not what they want no. at all. They love me very much. Don't, I mean, they they no. love you, but don't all cats at the end of the day just they're just hanging around waiting for that chance when it's like, oh, good, they're gone. Their their soul has left their body. Nom nom nom. I'm gonna eat this human. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay, I've, I've well, never that's had dark. a cat. Never had a cat, uh, <laughs> so I don't no. know. Well, my one cat is allergic to everything, and um, you think he's allergic like, to human flesh? <laughs> no, <laughs> I mean maybe I don't know, but um, yeah, she had like it's not an immediate reaction, but uh, for like weeks afterwards, she'll have like skin issues if she eats something she's not supposed to. So I would just let her eat whatever she wanted for that day because she wouldn't suffer any consequences. And I'd also let Freya eat all the raw chicken she wants because, again, no consequences. And, uh, like, yeah, I just... that's feel the most, so included. I mean, that's literally on the, the, the budget that I... Like, mm-hmm. the amount of money I currently have, that is the most pleasure that I can get out of a single day of sure. free time is just to eat anything that I want spend as much money as I want on it. And it's not even like a calories thing. I just want to buy expensive food that I can't otherwise eat and just eat it. No, I think that's the best answer. 
Mm, yeah. That's a good one. That's, that's yeah. Clearly not of mine or any good. Andy, what about you? I would go into West Virginia and buy all of the illegal fireworks I can afford. Ooh. And I'd get a lot of like driftwood and some gasoline and then a flare gun. And I'd shoot the driftwood with all the fireworks in it. Ooh. And then after that, I think I would watch a lot of weird porn that, like, I wouldn't normally watch because I'd be afraid that maybe I'd, like, find out something about myself. <laughs> and uh, I, I just, you know, nothing, like... Illegal? Like, like no, Yeah, nothing illegal, yeah, nothing- obviously. Nothing, like, inhumane or, or gross or disgusting. But just, like... I don't know. Like maybe, some furry shit or like Yeah, maybe some furry shit or or maybe maybe some heterosexual stuff. Like I don't know, just weird. It's the ultimate just weird. It's the ultimate cleansing of your browser history. Just just going back yeah, in time just, and just erasing like, that browsing. Just like seeing like, you know what? Maybe maybe I am a furry. I don't know. I'm too afraid to find out. I've I'll tell you this, I've never currently seen any furry porn, but if I knew the day was going to get erased, then, like, maybe it's safe to check it out and see if maybe I am into, like, I don't know, some foxes or something. I don't I don't know what furry porn entails, I, but I'm sure it's wild. I don't I don't want to assume that our audience would would do anything not great with this information. But I feel like there's lots of people from lots of communities that are just like, hey, hey, I got links. Like, if you if you just want, <laughs> you want if you want to scope. Oh, this yeah. Stuff, no, like, we, you don't we have to wait sure, till consequence for sure. We for sure know some furries, yeah. and by no I mean our uh, like our social circles overlap on the internet. I don't think I'm friends with any furries. I've y- you are okay, <laughs> yeah, okay. Evan Evan knows the secret furries. In I don't my know. Life. I don't know about friends. I don't know about like friends directly, but we certainly overlap with some furries in the. We the, larp. I'm sure there are furries yeah. there, but yeah, like I'm. I'm not saying that I think I'm a furry. I'm just saying I don't want to know if I'm a furry. Here's you would you would use your day to definitively find out yeah. if you can get squeeze anything out of this. Sure. Here's what I'm yeah. saying though. Yeah. Here's what I'm saying. The consequence day is now. Evan, Evan, <laughs> you go chase your bliss. You treat yourself. Get that good good vault meal and and enjoy yourself. And Andy, just just stand in your truth. It's, it don't do not hide your light under a bushel. Let that light shine. Let that furry light shine. R- Ronnie, I also happen to know someone with my same last name who owns a gun who really hates you. So, I mean, if you're looking to get shot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> All of the blood just rushed to my feet real quick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we should talk about this. Yeah, show. let's talk about We, we need to give some context to this conversation. Oh, boy. Yeah. So Evan, this show Ev- we watched the last sh- <laughs> we watched the last three episodes. <laughs> if you want to hear what you missed just now, check out uh, donate like for a dollar a month on Patreon. Uh, you got, guys, <laughs> you missed so much. <laughs> that can't be Patreon but content. That is that is quality content. <laughs> we uh, I support I support hiding this I on Patreon. See, I will see for the love goes. of God. Right? Not all. Oh, uh, gonna, certainly not all. Oh, wow. Certainly not all. Okay, but a bulk of it. Okay. Oh God! Oh God! Okay. We watched the final we, three episodes. Episodes of Powerless, episodes, a show that has episodes. no furries and no. I can't believe we're gonna try and do the podcast now. I'm just horny for Fox Robin Hood. Okay. 
I'm all um, worked up. All right. Episode 10 Whew. is called No Consequence Day. And the premise of the episode is that Lois, Lois Lane has died. And just like in that one Superman movie, all the characters are like, oh, dope, this happened once before. And Superman uh, reset time. That's definitely going to happen again. Uh, so we can do whatever we want today, and it's not going to matter because time's going to get reset. Ron gets a bunch of pugs. He buys a bunch of puppies. Teddy goes and says, fuck you, to all the upper management, and they promote him because that's what always happens for some reason in TV shows. Like, oh, I respect your confidence or whatever, and then they promote you. Um, Van uh, yells at Bruce Wayne, and Bruce Wayne also is like, I respect you now. Which, again, is a thing that only ever happens in TV shows. Uh, and then Wendy tries to convince Emily to, like, smoke a joint, and then they get arrested, and they spend, like, half their no-consequence day in jail. How is weed not decriminalized in Charm City? I, I don't know. Uh, but anyway, for a minute, they think that time's not going to get reset, because Lois Lane and Superman broke up. But then, just kidding, they didn't break up, and Superman does reset time, and everything goes back to normal It was now. a shape-changer. Yeah. So this is a little bit of a of a confusing situation because on the platform that we watched, episode 11 and 12 were switched. But I'm going to describe them the order that they were meant to have occurred, not, not the order that they were put on this platform in because I guess they just fucked up. Anyway, um, episode 11, uh, this woman is retiring from the company and... Van throws her a very shitty retirement party and just gives her, like, a $25 gift card. And then Emily's like, that was so shitty. Like, we need to throw her a better retirement party. So Emily throws her a much better retirement party and is, like, refusing to take credit for it. And then they get attacked by a supervillain on the, the like, patio. And the woman who's retiring, her arm gets turned into a tentacle arm. And it's very horrific. And, uh, oh, it's, it's because, uh, Van, like, grabbed her and used her as a human shield as the supervillain was, like, shooting them with a, a space ray or whatever. And, uh, Emily feels even worse now and throws her an even better retirement slash, we're very sorry your arm got turned into a tentacle party. And, uh, Van takes credit for the whole thing and they throw him a gala. Emily loses her cool finally and tries to take credit for the whole thing. And the the outcome of the episode is that Van's like, oh, yeah, uh, people throw me parties when I do nice things for people. So he starts being nicer to people for all the wrong reasons. But anyway, and then episode 12, a lot happens in this episode. It's it's the finale episode. Adam West shows up. He's the like like the actor Adam West. And they are very transparent about this being a gratuitous cameo. He's like the head of Wayne Industries or whatever. Uh, and he tells Emily that she has to fire somebody. And she doesn't want to fire somebody, so she does crazy budget alchemy on the budget so that she doesn't have to fire somebody. And they're like, oh, heck, your branch is actually profitable now, so we're going to sell it. We're going to sell your division of the company to LexCorp. And LexCorp is uh, very clearly, like, riffing on Google. Like, everyone's like, oh, the cheese is vegan and calorie-free. There's You can have all the nachos you want. Look at this cool campus we have with these cool chairs that are brightly colored in this tennis court. And um, it turns out that LexCorp 
has this dimensional portal in it that uh, caused the alien attack that ruined Emily's apartment, which was a thing that happened in a previous episode. That happened in this episode. There is so much in this oh. episode. Dang, is this a longer than usual episode? I don't. Is it? I don't know, but it certainly it certainly packed a lot in. There was like very little fat in this episode. It was all meat. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, LexCorp is hiding this secret dimensional portal that's letting all of these aliens out to attack the city. And Emily's like, no, we have to do something. Uh, and then the LexCorp employees are like, ooh, sorry, you found our secret. We're going to have to murder you now. And uh, Wendy, who was accidentally given super speed earlier in the episode, thanks to an ill-fated... Not Wendy. Uh, practi- Jackie. Jackie, Jackie, the the uh, assistant, the secretary lady, uh, who was accidentally given superpowers by, like, a prank, essentially, earlier in the episode. Uh, she has super speed powers, and she rescues them from LexCorp, and uh, they actually technically don't work at Wayne Industries anymore, but she saves their lives, and now they're all friends. Hooray! That was a bit of a scattered explanation, and I am very sorry, but like Ronnie said, they, wild. They, they packed so much into that episode. Also, again, we watched them out of order because the site we were on just fucked it up for some reason. Yeah. So we watched 12 and then 11, and we were like, this is super bizarre because that one felt like a season finale, and this one really doesn't, and now we know why. There is some background there. I will, I will get okay. into that in a little bit. Uh, but first, let's talk about these three episodes of NBC's Powerless. Uh, Andy. Yeah, Ronnie. These three episodes of Powerless, did they work for you? You know what? I had a good time. I feel like I learned a lot about Evan and Ronnie and myself, and I feel like we all grew. So, yeah. Evan. Um, yes, Ronnie. These three episodes of NBC's Powerless, did they work for you? They did. Um, in particular, two of them worked, and one of them was eh. But overall, yeah, I, I also had a very good time. Hey, Ronnie. Hey, yeah. Did these three heckin' episodes, the final three episodes of Powerless, they work for you? This sure heckin' did. Uh, yeah, the, I, I think I am on the same wavelength where two of them worked for me and one was kind of eh. One of them started out being kind of eh and then kind of saved it at the end. Um, now, if, if you're keeping your score at home, one of them was eh, and then good, and then one was good, and then one was eh, if you, if you need to fill out your Ronnie scorecard. It was exactly a 50-50 split of good and eh yeah, in Ronnie's absolutely, opinion. absolutely. So, uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's, let's real quick talk about what worked, but even quicker than that, let's take a quick break, and we'll, uh, hear from a message from another podcast on Lunar Light Studio. Hi, Ray and Marvel. Hey, Marvel. Hello. So, I've been watching this great anime that I wanted to talk to you about. What is Ooh. it called? It's called Yu-Gi-Oh! And we've already been talking about it on the Deck of Friendship podcast. 
Oh, you mean the podcast we do about game-based friendship animes? Yeah, we're the first season. We're covering Yu-Gi-Oh! Season 1, and we'll move on to series like Bakugan and Digimon and Fighting Fudons and Dinosaur King and all sorts of other anime that focus on friendship as a core theme and are based on a physical game. It's It's a wild concept for a podcast, and we're doing it. Yeah, and we talk about those themes and how they pertain to these games and how you should use friendship and working together to overcome obstacles. Not only do we cover important aspects of the shows themselves like friendship, togetherness, socialism, and more, but we also get to the important questions. What happened to Grandpa? Is the heart of the cards cheating? What would your Millennium item be? So you want us to make our own Millennium items. Mine is the Millennium Estrogen. (laughs) (laughs) oh you win legit answer i would either want like a millennium piercing or a millennium tattoo Ooh. now this might inform you a lot about me as a person but i'd like a millennium fork (laughs) somehow ray somehow i knew i knew It doesn't do what you think it does, is the thing. Oh, so it's like a tuning fork. Yeah, I need to figure out the details and where the eye goes, because every Millennium item has an Mm -hmm, eye somewhere, mm -hmm. right? Is that a thing? I think so. Well, now I feel like I got the short end of the stick since I picked a Millennium copy of Scorpion King 2 Rise of the Warrior specifically on (laughs) Blu-ray. Hey, there's a bunch of uses for that one. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of power in that disc. Whoever watches it, their soul gets sucked into the video, and they have to live that movie. <laughs> this is getting this lofty. is getting wild. A little bit. So where where can this podcast be found? Deck of Friendship can be found on the Lunar Light Studio Network or wherever you get your podcasts. Yes, or in the Shadow Realm. Or in the Shadow Realm. <laughs> All right. What worked for us about? Well, first, should I get into like what the whole hullabaloo with the the order of everything is? Yeah. Yes, yeah. please do explain. Yeah, break, 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 break down. Uh, I believe this show was canceled in May. And so episode nine was the last episode. That's the emergency punch up. It's the last episode that actually aired on television. Um. 10, 11, and 12, No Consequence Day, Van of the Year, and Win Luther Draw, none of them aired on television. Um, That's a real shame because two of them were very good. uh, Mm -hmm. None of them were seen at all until six days after the death of Adam West. They put up uh, Win Luther Draw on uh, on DC's YouTube channel uh, as kind of like a uh, commemorative uh, thing. Um, which is, which kind of is, you know, it's nice, but also a bummer that like no one got to see it before he passed. Um, so all the last three episodes, it's, it, they were aired out of order. They were put online out of order, but just because that's how it, it lined up with, they wanted to, to put out when Luther draw immediately following the death of Adam West. So. So that's why it's kind of a little bit screwy on all the on 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 the slate we watched it on. So what worked for us? Um, Adam West was great. Adam West, Adam West was, was great. And very very like 
on his game, as always. Mm -hmm. Also, Mm -hmm. in the spirit of this being an extremely self-aware show, they managed to make it a very gratuitous cameo and bring up that it was a very gratuitous cameo, and somehow Mm -hmm. it didn't feel annoying, because usually gratuitous cameos that are, like, lampshading themselves are, like, super annoying, and I'm like, yes, okay, I get it. But, we get that you get that it's annoying is the right. thing. Yeah. Yeah. I but feel that way. I, I agree. I didn't feel that way about this one. It was uh, it was sort of cute and charming. Yeah. So I and was I think down. that I think that comes up a lot to the fact that Adam West is very cute and very charming. And so I'm willing yeah. to forgive basically anything. And, and, and just that level of camp that that comes with him from every project he's been in. Um, you know, it just it makes sense in this world more than in other. uh very serious places. Yeah. He, I loved, he's a sweet old man. I loved all the LexCorp stuff. I agree. LexCorp yeah, was, was very good, very funny. I feel like Lex Luthor isn't the Trump villain. Like, I get that he was president and he's evil, but, like, he was a way smoother and slicker evil president than Trump is. Uh, I feel like Trump is closer to, like, I don't know, Catman. I don't know. I can't think of a, 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 a doofy, dumb, evil person other than Trump. But I was going to say Penguin because... Like, no, Penguin his, like is an art thief. Well, Maybe no, Danny DeVito his, Penguin. Uh, no, that's what I was about to say. His level of sheer like grossness is comparable to, specifically, Danny DeVito Penguin with the flipper hands. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes, that exactly. <laughs> Eating raw fish and living in the sewer. Yeah, it was it was it was still very fun and very cute. The whole like gonna build a space ball, aliens are gonna pay for it. Like that was that was funny. Mm-hmm. Got uh, chuckle out of me. It's significantly less funny now that actual Trump is um doing crimes and atrocities. Uh so yeah, I, yeah. I, I, wrote, I wrote in my notes that, like, I know that there is a parallel to be made between Lex Luthor and Trump, and I, I'm sure that that has been done in comics to some degree, but it's amazing how real life is actually worse than fiction. Like, right, no matter, yeah. what, no matter right. what they do on this show, it's like, hmm, that's cute. You have no idea the, the, the torment we are living through. Lex, yeah. Lex when this sold was- Luther Corp when he became president. An actual supervillain, like, released his financial holdings. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. It's wild. Anyway. It's wild. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, in what, whatever, at whatever point in 2016 they were filming this, uh, I don't think they knew how, uh, just how bad, bad it was, was going to get. get. Yeah. So, uh, I, I respect them still making fun of the situation uh, at the time. Is, is her name Emily? Yeah. No, the, the annoying one that we have... Like disliked Wendy. Oh, now. Wendy. Wendy. I liked Wendy. Yeah. Yeah. Wendy. Wendy worked. Wendy. So. Yeah. So. So I. I have stuff on that. Yeah. Like I liked that her family's evil. Mm-hmm. It, it like gave her cartoonishly evil. It gave they her won like, an award for the most cartoonishly evil, or they were like on a Forbes list for the most yeah. cartoonishly evil uh, dynasty or something. But like it, it gave her like weird, random, erratic, inconsistent writing behavior like some semblance of uh like sense right like you'd probably be pretty fucked up if you're from a family of evil like dynasty bureaucrats or something i don't think it 
uh, repaired Wendy or made no. up for her bad writing thus no. far. But I, uh, so I don't think she's less annoying in retrospect, but I do think she did pretty good specifically in episode 10. And I did not find her annoying in that episode. I, in episode 10 and episode 11, I wrote like, goodness, I wish that like Wendy was like just weird up to this point, like quirky and not like aggressively nonsensical because yeah. this, this would hit so much. This would be so much better. Like I was like super afraid of like an episode that centered Wendy and it's like, Hey, this would, this would work. This would like come through if like, I, and I wish that we had like this a redemption arc for a character that was like, more likable because her lines were a little bit more like incongruous her like getting like laced up into this old-timey corset by like this this elderly receptionist lady and she's like tighter martha tighter i was Mm -hmm. cracking oh i was that that one line specifically about how she wanted to take a long lunch because there's some dudes doing shrooms out in the park and she wants to dress up like Joan of Arc and freak them out. Like, that's very good. Yeah. I loved her going through the portal, too. Yes. I thought that was very, very oh, the funny. War, the warlord thing, yes, yes. that was also very because, good. Because, again, in that moment when she comes back, she, like, describes it as if it wasn't really a big deal. Like, she's, mm-hmm. yeah. she's she's been doing very mundane things and been like, I'm so weird. And she does this thing that is wild where she goes through this portal with a horse and comes back as a warlord of, of this culture and, and freed slaves and all. And she's just like, yeah, I just I just freed these slaves and and they worshipped. And it's like, this is the character I've wanted. Like, this is like things are weird, but like that's the charm city, you know, like that's that's what I'm looking for. Also, her reason for coming back was very funny. Yes. Uh, Evan said it didn't age well in retrospect. I actually think it's funnier now than it would have been back then. Yeah. She says that she had to see the last season of Game of Thrones mm-hmm. to get Which, context like, there. Yeah. Very, yeah. very disappointing. Didn't uh, need that. Didn't need yeah. to come back to the portal for that one. Yeah. You could have just stayed in your Hibernian age world as mm-hmm. a warlord with your horse. Yep. Would have been fine. Yep. I loved all the pugs. Every single one of them was great. Oh, the um, pugs. I just loved the the conceptual framing of No sure. Consequence Day. Sure. And I also, uh, like, it was a great callback because that was really bizarre in that one Superman movie. And it was, like, the, the whole plot of the movie wrapped up. Like, it's not like it was a minor little detail. Like, that was the whole end of the movie. He turned back time to bring Lois Ling back to life by flying super fast around the world. But what I especially loved about it was that where they were getting this information from was like conspiracy theory websites Mm -hmm. that were like, no, Superman turned back time. There's a day missing. We can prove it. Look at these lines in the in the dirt. Look at the tree rings. You know, like there was these bizarre like Internet videos that Ron was watching like, no, this happened before. There's a day missing from the timeline. And these not so people on the internet have proven it with science and it totally holds up. And today's definitely going to be time reversed because it is trust me. And it ends up actually, it, it was just like, it was very good. The whole, the whole concept was very good. I'm the sure setup conspiracy was very good. theorists in like the DC universe would be buck wild. Yeah. Just look at the conspiracy theorists in the DC, uh, fandom currently. Yeah. Like, 
man. Yeah, in an entirely mundane world, conspiracy theorists manage to pull out some buck wild shit. The Snyder Cut! The Snyder Cut! (laughs) The entire time I'm watching this episode, I'm like, well, clearly it's not gonna, like, happen the way they want it to. Like, that would be a weird go for, like, oh, yeah, super, like, everything we said was true. Superman is gonna do it. And I was like, well, how, how do they, like, like, how do they continue, like, the consequences that they already have committed for the next three episodes? And the easy way to do that is to just have Superman do it. Have Superman, like, turn back time. Have it be exactly that way. And they found a way to not make that a disappointment. You know, like there's a show that exists that like Teddy stays the boss and, you know, Van goes to Gotham and and Emily and and, and uh, Wendy stay in jail. And that would be a difficult show to write for the next three episodes, but like an interesting one. And they found a way to like not do that and still make it a satisfying ending, a satisfying conclusion. And I was big on that. I completely agree. I literally got chills when Ron Jr. jumped back into Ron's arms. Those puppies. The puppies. That's actually, I want to modify my answer slightly. That is also something I would do on a no consequence day. Oh, yeah. Day. Ron just, has the right idea. Just roll around in puppies. I would love a puppy, but they are too much responsibility. Exactly. Well, that's, yeah. no, no, no that's what I'm saying. Day. Yeah. That's brilliant. Right. Yeah, good on Ron. Good on Ron. And he got all the puppies. He said, I couldn't pick just one. And he got like six puppies. He had a great line. If there's one thing Disney films have taught me, it's that you can't split up a family. <laughs> he got them all little clothes. They yeah. have little outfits. <laughs> yeah, they have the little baby carrier. Like, I finally know how to tell you all apart. And then he's like, what are you wearing your brother's shirt for? And it's like, how do you know that it's his brother's shirt? <laughs> Oh. He's like, cause you're a prankster. Oh. oh, they were so cute. It was good. Obligatory Adam Tudyk uh, gush. Obligate, like yeah, Adam. the the man can do no wrong. It's he, fantastic. Like, I was watching the finale, and I was just like, I like want this show to have a second season because, like, I think that there like is a lot of potential here for where the show could go. But also, like, Alan Tudyk deserves to get paid for another season because he is acting his ass off in this role and killing it. Yeah. Oh, another, he another, left it all on the court. Yeah. A, a line that I loved was, um, they were all like getting hyped about no consequence day because Ron had convinced them that these conspiracy theorists on the internet were right. And Van was like, I don't understand the appeal of this. I already execute every impulse I have, no matter how childish. Yep. And then, then like, he delivered it better than I did there, obviously. And then somebody turns up at the office and they're like, excuse me, sir, uh, your delivery of the painting of you, the painting of your head on Jason Momoa's body riding a horse is here. And he's like, ah, excellent. It's got the <laughs> Jason Momoa arm tattoo yeah. and everything. <laughs> and, he, and he acknowledges, too. He's like, see, I do whatever I want. <laughs> It's very good. It's very funny. Uh, even I mean, yeah, every everything with Adam West, everything with with Alan Tudyk. Um, the 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 card folder for yes. all the different supervillain injuries. Very good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, uh, there was also when when Emily's uh condo got blown up by aliens from the future oh, portal. The robot. 
Oh yeah, the robot. <laughs> the, the robot was so sad. <laughs> the robot did make me sad. Um, her Roomba ran off the hole in her wall and died, and it made me genuinely kind of sad. Um, but that's not what I was talking about. Uh, she had a whole bit about how her insurance wouldn't cover the the destruction from the alien attack, and Teddy was like, "You didn't get alien insurance," and she's like, "No, I did get alien insurance." But since these aliens are from the future, my insurance company is saying it technically didn't happen yet. And Teddy's like, oh, yeah, that checks out. <laughs> it, like, it's it's just very, it's very good to right. see how this shit plays out. Because that's the sort of shit that you think about as you're watching superhero stuff. Like, oh, Godzilla destroyed a thing. Is that covered by insurance, though? Is it? Yeah. And it's like, it's it's ways they could they could write around that. If mm-hmm. it was like just a basic show with no super ha- superheroes and stuff like that in the non-DC world. But the fact that they write into it and it's also very funny when they do like that's that's the stuff that makes it worth being a DC show. Yeah, that's the whole point of the show. This is a show about the mundaneness, the mundane things that happen in an otherwise superhero populated world. And that is one of those bizarre things. So. And also, uh, a big thing we had talked about before was wanting, like, not them to necessarily show up, but more actual superhero content from people we care about. And I feel like we got that. Like, I got the right amount of Lex Luthor I needed. I got the right amount of Flash I needed. I got the right amount Mm -hmm. of Superman I needed. It was real good. Yep. Yep. There's a a line that uh, in episode 12, in episode 12 that was certainly meant to be earlier in the season um where uh emily is talking to jackie and says something like well where i come from like this doesn't it doesn't happen like this and jackie's like where where did you come from a cult vanessa hudgens goes no kansas and jackie goes oh at least the sex is good in a cult and i was like is that is that an allison mack reference is that a reference to, to, to smallville oh shit i didn't even catch that i, I thought like, it was funny without understanding that but you may be right i'm not sure yeah. I think it's funny on its own, but I was like, did they, did they try and do something? This is probably like right around that time where this mm-hmm. was all breaking. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I, it was just like just, with with our history with Smallville, I was like, mm. I just want to reiterate that ending pending does not endorse no. uh, sex cults in any way. We take we, a, hard we have a hard stance as controversial stance. as that might be. We well, well, no. let's back up. Let's back up in in consensual. Like yeah. consensual sex cults, chase your bliss, standing your truth. Cults where you are like made into prisoners. Where you and brand branded. people. Yeah. Yeah. Don't brand against people. their will. Like consent is key. Um mm-hmm. controversial as that may be. That's Chloe what Sullivan. Come on. <sighs> They're bringing Smallville back because of us. Did you guys see that? Yeah, yeah. it's all us, baby. Yeah. We did it. We got that that independent bump. I am assuming Allison Mack won't be in it. I have to imagine. But uh, Tom Welland's back, baby. Good old, good old Kansas beef, Tom Welling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So speaking of Superman, um, we we did get a little bit of of quote unquote Superman in this episode. We got we got the back of him. Um, yeah. Andy, what what shape shifting character in the DC universe could that have possibly been? Oh, a bunch. Um, Is there a lot of them? I know there's. Tons and like there's a whole race of them in Marvel. 
but I don't know how it works in DC. Yeah, there there, there are no scrolls in DC, but there's there's plenty of people who could impersonate the Man of Steel. Gotcha. Uh, most notably, if you remember from Drunk Smallville, I talked uh, quite a bit about how Bizarro trapped Clark in the Phantom Zone and was impersonating him for a year. And uh, when Clark finally got freed of the Phantom Zone, he was very upset because Lana did not realize Clark had been kidnapped and she preferred Bizarro Clark. I might have been too drunk to have said it so eloquently (laughs) when we were drunk reviewing Smallville. I I can guarantee you were too drunk to have said it any kind of eloquently. that was a major plot point at, at at some point in Smallville. Sure, sure. Uh, yeah, in my in my head, that's uh, that is. Uh, I had to listen back to see if they said it. They just said with a date. Um, and I, I, in my head, I was like, "Is that like? Is that Lucy Lane? Is that is that a a family member of of, of Lois Lane? Is that the whole thing here?" But they didn't specify, so we'll assume it was Bizarro oh. and Lana Lang. Anything. Anything we, we didn't like, we should probably move on to that section. I don't know. I kind of liked it all. Even the episode with the weird flipper arm. Like, yeah. I kind of dug that. It, it felt weird where it was in the order we watched it. But yeah. like on its yeah. own, I think it was a fine episode. Um, In general, these ep- like the entire show, the categories fell into either good or boring. And I would categorize that as one of the boring ones. So I don't have a lot to say about it besides just that, like, I felt eh about it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think after it it, it fails in a lot of ways, but primarily coming after what was supposed to be the finale, like... Yes, how that, do, how do that's we go my back? primary critique, yeah. Because if, if we're to watch in, in chronological order... In this episode, Jackie has superpowers, mm-hmm. and 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 not only do they not does she not use them, they don't mention them, and it's it's as if it, they don't have them because of course she does not have them yet. Like it's it's like a yeah. whole, it's a whole thing. Um, I love this world where like season two, Jackie just has superpowers and she doesn't use them for anything other than like completely mundane tasks and does not and nobody brings it up at all. Like, I'm in love with that idea. And this episode they, had like would have ha- does never had the opportunity, but ostensibly it could have. And it didn't. And it was just, you know, she did say at the end of episode 12, like, yeah, well, I'm not going to use them for anything because now I have no excuse for ever being late for anything. And uh, I don't I don't want that kind of pressure in my life. So mm-hmm. I'm just not going to use them. No, it's too much too much work. I mean, it was great to have them for that one specific instance, but nope, never again. Yeah. So. Makes you wonder how many people are walking around Charm City and Gotham and all. It's like I have superpowers. I just don't want to get into it. Mm-hmm. I just I got I got I got kids to feed. Like I, I can't. I'm not the Flash. I can't make money off of my superpowers. I just got I got to go be an accountant. One of the things uh, that it's kind of a cool thing, but kind of like uh, I wish they did more with it. The newscaster that kept popping up. Her name uh, in the show was Gail Simone. Uh, oh, I love that. Yeah. So that it, it you wouldn't know it unless you like paid close attention or looked on IMDb. Uh, I wish they would have done a little bit more with that or like said the name outright. That would have been a, yeah. better, a better little uh, nod. Yeah, done some more like writer artist, some kind of cameos in yeah. there. That would have been fun. Maybe no. maybe they did, and I just didn't know because I don't know DC writers and artists the way I know Marvel ones. Now I'm curious if there's a bunch I missed. 
There may be. Maybe we're just dumb. Um, there is a cameo from somebody, not a, not a writer or artist. Mark McClure, who portrayed Jimmy Olsen in the 1978 film Superman and its sequels, portrayed Emily Locke's father in the pilot. Oh, that's, oh, that's fun. That's, that's, yeah. that's cute. Mm-hmm. I love Jimmy Olsen. So I think that's that's it. I'm on I'm on I'm on Wikipedia and there's like the cast and characters list and it goes like Emily Locke is the director of research da, 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 and the, all the stuff about him. Danny Pudi is da 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 da. Jackie is da da da. The very last line is Jenny Pearson as Wendy. She works with Teddy and Ron. Mm, mm. Little little uh, Wikipedia. There's there's more to her than that as we learned these last episodes. But very very telling that that's all that uh all that happens. That's that's as yeah. deep as the character goes. Yeah. The girl one. The girl one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That, that the was number three one. That, the that third epi- one. Episode 10. That's the one where I was kind of like, eh, and then, OK, like it just it felt like they were. I, I agree with you, Evan. I love the concept. I love the world that they were playing in the framework, but mm-hmm. it felt like they were handling it fairly bland. And then it was like Wendy centric. And I was like, oh, gosh. But then it really it turned a corner and a little pug showed back up and Ron Jr. It was still there. This is the only time shit that I can tolerate. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, I agree with you to a certain extent that they probably could have done a little bit more with the concept and gotten a little bit more fun. Like they could have done a little bit wilder stuff with their no consequences. But um, I mean, every- I still liked I still liked it very much. No, for sure. Everything fit the characters that were there. Like Jackie was just like, I'm just not doing anything today at all. Like, I'm just going to get drunk because I mm-hmm. never, ever get that opportunity. Um, yeah. And like Ron's just like puppies. It's all puppies. Um, Teddy's was was a little weird, but like, you know, it I guess it worked. Yeah, it was it was it all fit with the characters. I just I would have wanted a little bit more like. I'm going to rob the kryptonite museum or something like that. Like, you know, bring, bring some DC into it. Yeah. That would have been in character for Teddy and like Ron, I think to be like, do a little heist. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to steal a batarang. I mean, they were both coveting that batarang right, that they right. found or whatever, you know, like I'm going to steal Batman's whole suit. Yeah, because there's no consequences. We, you know, or we forgot to talk about the fact that Van comes back from his meeting, his face to face with Bruce, where he's like, oh, Bruce loved me. It was great. Everything went well. And he's like, but you'll never guess what happened. I was walking around Wayne Manor and I found the Batcave and they're like, what? And he's like, Bruce Wayne is Batman right before Superman I- turns the world back. I did love that uh, the way to get into the Batcave was the uh, Shakespeare bust. Yes. That is my favorite way to get into the Batcave is yes. the Shakespeare bust. Way better than the piano or the bookcase. Yes, yes. It was just a very like, of course, this is what was going to happen. Like, what Bruce Wayne's Batman? Everyone knows. And now let's go back into it. Was, it was a cute way of like, bring, again, bringing these like larger than life characters into this very small world without many consequences. Literally. Yeah, I don't I mean, I, I don't have much to say about what didn't work. Yeah, I agree with you, <laughs> which is very out of character for me. Yeah. Lines were good. Like like there's lines we didn't mention that were just sharp. Adam West had great writing for like as campy and like boring as it could have been. Like it was very much like in keeping with the 
theme of the cameo and also like worked with the show. Yeah, the the ending bit where it's like, wait, does he even work? Here? <laughs> he's like doing his like off camera stuff, narrating, and he's it's like talking to a tree, and they're like, is he all right? We probably still have jobs. We could still. He's probably not even a part of this. It was fun. It was fun. Rest in peace, it was Adam West. And now for our take on whether or not this show worked as a whole, which we forgot to cover uh, when we recorded last night. So here it is next day. Uh, Evan says it worked. It worked for him. So, yeah, good stuff there. Andy says overall, it was a fun little show. Some nice good goofs. I'm pretty sure it got axed so quickly. Uh, They are not wrong there. This show got axed way too quickly, uh, which leads into me. Uh, Yeah, I would love to see a second season of this show, or at least, you know, the extension of the first season. Um, See where this goes. So many good characters, so many good actors. Would love to see uh, some of those characters move on to the greater DC universe. So now... What are we doing next? Next week... well, Well, before we get into the next show... We got to talk about the next season, the next season of Powerless. Oh, oh yeah. I have a concept. I have a concept. Hit this us with that concept, Evan. This is the first time I've had a fairly good idea for a season two because I've hated many shows recently. Let's hear it. Um, season two, uh, as we know, at the end of this season, they have uh, they don't actually work for uh, Wayne Enterprises or whatever anymore. Uh, so season two is they uh, they have a startup. Ooh. Uh, Emily and Teddy and Ron, and I guess Wendy can come too. I don't really care that much, but maybe we can develop her more as a character if she's not in a sea of other people. Um, they, they have a startup and they're struggling and they're, uh, like trying to get Van to invest in it. And maybe, uh, what's her name? The Jackie. With her super high powers, they occasionally have to convince her to help them to, like, you know, they're late delivering something and she has to help out or something. So, uh, same core cast, because I think the cast, with the possible exception of Wendy, was very good. So we can keep them largely. Just uh, sort of reframe the situation now, where Emily is the boss and is still, like, kind of inept at socializing, but is trying really hard. And, uh, they have a sort of similar dynamic. Just it's remember that episode or not that episode, that season of the office where Michael started his own business. And then, I mean, it eventually went back to the status quo, but they were just in the basement of the building, like running their own paper company. Yeah. That, but this show. There you go. Into it. Into it. I I want to play more on on Jackie's superpowers. At the end of um the episode with Green Fury, we learn that she uh got invited to be in like the European Justice League or something like that. And so maybe they uh they call up Jackie and we go to Europe with everyone cuz they need administrative help too. And uh, everyone's there and we hang out with like actual superheroes. But then we learn their lives can be just as mundane as ours. 
Oh, wow. Mm. Superheroes, they're just like us. They put their super suits on one leg at a time. You know, it's just, it's basically this, except for people walk around the office with superpowers. In Europe, though, so like France, maybe. I don't know. Paris would probably be a good locale for Justice League Europe. My pitch is it gets uh, gobbled up by the uh, Arrowverse TV shows. There have been multiple big corporations there. So like Star Labs or Queen Industries or Palmer Tech or the Time Bureau. And we just have our, our cast of characters like working for any one of those. And occasionally you see like Stephen Amell or Grant, Grant Gustin walk by or maybe even have them in like a super suit. But it's still the same zany, weird show that yeah. it is. And then in the super serious Arrow TV show or Flash TV show where everyone's tough and serious and crying and yelling all the time, you'll just occasionally see Vanessa Hudgens walk by in the background, mm-hmm. like carrying some paperwork or coffee. I love that, but I would up the ante and say, like, it is a requirement for a powerless character to have a cameo in every episode of the, oh, of the Arrowverse. Like, yes, 100%. Like, like, yes. like a major, ca- like, we need a serious injection of, like, fun and whimsy into your super grim, dark mess that you've gotten us into. Uh, every every so often, Alan Tudyk just gets a monologue. Yeah. Oh, on, yeah. on Arrow uh, for, from now on. Mm-hmm. And Malcolm Merlin has to be like, wait, w- w- what? What's going on? Are you kidding me? You give me a John Barrowman, Alan Tudyk duet right now. Oh, yeah. That's very good. These are all very good options. So, yeah. So so let us know which, which what's your uh, pick for the best season two of Powerless. This is a show that was very recent. And like, yeah, the only probably thing the most I recent think, we've ever covered. I The only thing I think that could like make make it so that like there's no way it gets like picked up is the fact that like DC holds them strings and DC daddy DC didn't like it. And so daddy DC not going <laughs> to let it out, out again. Mm-hmm. Daddy, please, daddy, please, please, daddy, give daddy, me season two. DC daddy, please, I promise to clean my room, daddy. I promise to, to do everything you need me to do. Oh, a spot of tea and a powerless Whoa. season two, daddy. This has gone a place. Daddy. This has gone somewhere. Want, I want Wendy to get her fair character development, daddy. Ron Funches. I'm glad that this is a thing we do now. <laughs> After last week with the tea, like, could it get oh, worse? <laughs> you, could we you, get weirder? <laughs> You instigated both of these scenarios. All yeah. three of these, if, the teeth, the furries, and this British daddy guy. You instigated Look, all of no, them. I, I, I started, got a new I started, podcast, so I'm burning this one down. I started the daddy thing. You did start the daddy thing. That was that was several episodes ago. Yes. But I was the first. I was the first one to cry, daddy. daddy Fuck ending see. pending. Wow, daddy, burning it down. Wow. Just kidding. I love this podcast with all my heart. Oh. Please keep listening. Please keep listening. Uh, Please give and, us money. And listen to our next uh, chunk of episodes where we are going to keep very much in the theme of superheroes. We did. We, we literally have followed a theme without intending to of uh, X-Men, Wolverine and the X-Men, Powerless, and now, drumroll, the cape. The cape. I'm very excited. I think you could even argue that uh, that vampire show one was a superhero. Fair show. enough. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
we we are nothing if not we're very sluts. dedicated yeah to the genres that we already are very familiar with yeah we're sluts to the superhero genre oh yeah oh yeah so we're gonna have uh we're gonna have the cape we are gonna have some guests uh so listen into that it'll be uh coming up in the next chunk of episodes thank you all for for following along thank you all for donating uh to the lunar light studio spooky drive the spooky pride drive yeah we uh doubled our um total participants in our patreon so thank <gasps> so, you so much more than i was expecting i'm gonna have to seriously go see my, you're gonna have to round up some teeth yeah i'm gonna have to go see my bone guy <laughs> yeah damn you got expensive you gotta put on put on some wings and start creeping into children's windows at night if you want to keep mm-hmm. up with this nope <laughs> no that's <laughs> nope our best I will do anything for teeth, but I won't do that. No, I'll just go see my bone guy. There you go. There you go. Uh, so yeah, we 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 y- y'all y'all came out in a big way. Uh, lots of people tuned into my cooking stream on Saturday. That was a lot yeah. of fun. Yeah. Um, it, it got real out of hand real fast. I stayed on schedule, but goodness gracious, I had a lot of plates in the air, literally. Um, is it recorded anywhere, Ronnie? It I was, is available. I was- uh, for playback on the uh, Lunar Light Studio Patreon. So if you check it out there, it's it's available on their YouTube, unlisted. I wanted to watch it very much, but I was uh, replacing the floors in my house and suffering very much. That's so. fine. That is super fine. It is available for anyone to go back and watch. And I have pictures uh, that I'm going to post of the final product because we didn't get to that point <laughs> on the stream. Um, but uh, again, thank you so much. Uh, y'all rock. Y'all the best fans ever. Um, and uh, let us know that you subscribed or you you uh, became a Patreon donor by uh, send us an email to pendingpod at gmail.com. Let us know on Twitter at pendingpod, on Facebook at pendingpod, on Instagram at endingpending. Let us know. We love hearing from you. Yeah. Uh, and uh, you know what they say in Charm City. Every time. Don't tell Pawn Shop Lou. Don't right, tell Pawn Shop Lou. That's the thing. Yeah. That's the that's thing. That's the thing we do. Pawn Shop Lou. If, if Pawn Shop Lou hears, he's going to go back in time. He's going to reverse the Earth's polarity and, and, you know, save Lois Lane. Needs them teeth. Lunar Light Studio. Pretty, witty, and gay.